Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Dex and Jake joining you this week. It was going to be a solo episode, but Jake just thought, you know what? Jump in, why not? And I is found here. an hour. Uh, he has found an hour. Did you have your hair on the podcast like that last week? No. No. This happened this week. Yeah, for, for, the, for the audio listeners, I must say, it's looking very sharp. I'm back very to sharp. having the mohawk and not looking like a redneck. Yes. Because, yeah. to be fair, when I laughed while doing it, she did mullet it and I ummed around about it and she clapped me in the head and went, you are not having a mullet sod off. No. Yeah, you, you, you can't do that, Jake. You'd end up on some sort of list. I'll, I'll send you the photograph, but it'll go no further. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> when it's your birthday. How's your week been anyway, mate? Busy. Very busy. Uh, Easter holidays are always equal busy, so I've been on dad duties. But I have slowly got her to start playing more games that are not Minecraft. Uh, That's good. Sad- sadly, it's Animal Crossing. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, I must uh, say, like, I even, I even, like, when the pandemic first kicked off, uh, it, that the game had just come out. I remember... Mm. Um, so Soph'd got the Animal Crossing edition Switch. Yeah, and I went to Meadowall on the day the pandemic broke because I just had a feeling Wait, something was kicking off. Because they were talking Crossing about edition Switch. Yeah, yeah. Because you know remember how people, much they so, go for. Eh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know now. But it it basically we'd pre-ordered it, and because that's what she wanted the Switch for. So yeah. we went. Oh. I, I thought I, there was rumours about shops going to shut for a couple of weeks or something. And I was like, oh, that's going to be annoying because you're not going to be able to get pick this up from Meadowall. So on the day, I went in masked up to Meadowall and picked it up. Yeah. Um, and then literally, we got it back. And I think that was the day they announced lockdown. Yeah. Oh, you so got lucky. So she just got this switch with Animal Crossing. And then apparently people couldn't pick it up for like a month because they closed part of Meadowall's shops, mm. didn't they, originally? Um it be so it did become bit. the lockdown game for a lot of people, and a lot of people who weren't into gaming suddenly did it. Cause it just it it's such an easy chill grind game. You don't have to do yeah. much. It's you can take your time, and McKenna's loving it. Um, she liked Dream Life Dream Life Valley, the uh, Disney version, as well. But it, it, I've just been on dad duty. I've been painting today, and I finally found an hour to talk Wednesday, which is kind of nice because it's not been great, but it's also not been brilliant at all at the same time. No, it's been weird. I was saying, we, I was just saying to you before we started this. It's um, not often I don't speak to you, but this past week and a half, I've not really spoke to you at all. I ain't even been doing the modding duties on the live streams. No, I know, you know I'm not even really. I, I don't really speak to Jack that often anyway. I mean, who would want to? But um, I, I haven't. So, no, I'm joking, Jack. I'm joking, by the way, for people listening, obviously there. Yeah. But he's been poorly as well this week, hasn't he? Yeah, he's either he got some sort of tonsillitis thing and she's, he's on penicillin. It'll teach him to go on public tramp, but... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So was he licking things on public transport? Because here's the thing, if he's on penicillin, that possibly means it's back... Well, it means it's bacterial tonsillitis, which could technically mean it's strep throat. Mm. All I know is he keeps going on public transport and he keeps getting ill. So I've already told him I'm going to just go buy him a bubble and he can live in it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I got, I got, I've got, I got, I've got tonsillitis a couple of times uh, this year. Um, 
I think one viral and then one 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 was like when I was dying in summer, it was probably strep or so because I ended up going on antibiotics. Then again, for that. last time so I spoke to you, you got sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my immune system's just gone. I don't know. It's just decided to leave, which is uh, not ideal. Yeah, I've, I uh, for the people who didn't watch the live streams, I had the Rona for, again, my second official time having it. I actually think, you know, when I thought I had it in summer, yeah. um, I think that potentially was something like strep or tonsillitis or something like that because I wasn't testing, but I had fever. So it was potentially something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, this time I was I was off work. I had to, yeah, it, was, it was not fun. It was not fun, which is why you guys jumped on last week. Um, it was meant to be me and Jack today, but then he's, <laughs> everybody's just getting ill again. It's that time of year, clearly, even though Talk it shouldn't wood. be. I only got my illnesses that I can con- that I can't control, which are with me all the time. I don't want anything else. Yeah, that's um, that's a fun one. But you do have a little um, plague rat running about at the minute. Yeah. So yeah, the ones that pick up all the disease. Yep. Ah, she, well, I, I, she's that. not a cool at minute though. So she's not bringing anything no, else true. for two weeks. That's true. That's true. Um. And you don't let her socialise, do you? So nah. stay there, stay there, play the video games. Um, yeah. I'm joking. He does let his child socialise. I, I, I should probably not say these things facetiously because some people might be listening and going, "What? Yeah, what is <laughs> happening here?" Um, but yeah, other than see, so your week's been a bit mad then. Yeah, luckily we don't have her today. She's gone to Barnsley. Uh, I don't know why, but she'd gone to Barnsley with her nanan. So just, I, the I was say, just on her own. Just... Yeah, yeah, we just shoved her on a bus and said, go to Barnsley, have fun. If you come back, good luck. No, safely. She's gone with people. She trusts and knows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been painting all day today. It's just one of those things. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, How's your week been? Should... Apart from not busy and relaxing. Well... I still felt rough until about Thursday. Well, well, when? No, I felt rough till about Tuesday, and then I, I stopped like testing positive. So I was like, oh, I'm cleared sort of midweek. So it's probably been about a week now since I've been actually been able to, because I've not gone back to work yet. Yeah. I'm going back. I'm going back very shortly. Um, so, so I just giggled because I just looked at our last chat and I just remember what I typed to you. <laughs> <laughs> In the in the Discord. In, in Discord. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. You've intrigued me now. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Have you are you shooting this in thirty frames, by the way? I believe I am, yes. Good. Yeah, basically Jake learned how to use his camera after many years. He says <laughs> it was an update, but I just believe he learned how to press buttons. Um anyway. As I was saying, yeah. This week, it's been nice to just switch off a little bit. Yeah. And I did both streams. We did a Dexterity Watch on Friday and Monday. I've There's one them, coming off Bristol on Rovers. The, uh, memberships, so they were good. You've also seen Talking Wings Drew Extra, haven't you? Did you? What did I you think did Talking see Wings that, Extra? and I warned you about Jack. I warned you thusly that he rages. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't that's expect not, it. I was that's like, not him putting it on. I sat next to him play FIFA. He rages like that. I just think he needs to calm down. Yeah, he does. Really, really needs to just calm down. 
but he's not he's not managed to to gather that one yet. But um, well, you're gonna have to start thinking a new one because you're gonna have to have the EA Football Club series instead of FIFA. I know it'd be actually helpful if I ever did the FIFA series again, wouldn't it? People keep saying <laughs> when's it coming back, and I'm like, I will finish it. I will finish it. I was gonna finish it this week. I was gonna actually do some today, believe it or not. But I was gonna leave you on a cliffhanger until uh, EA Football Club, and you're gonna think uh, you can have <laughs> EA Football Club. It just could be the last series of FIFA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was on I was on postman duty today, basically. Like, literally waiting for many parcels because I've been designated parcel picker-upper today, apparently. <laughs> so we're shooting this podcast in a very... We should talk football in a second because we're shooting it in a very specific Thanks. window before the yes. next package is due. Um, but yes, it's good to it's good to be back on the, on the podcast and back in the land of living. Yes. And um, there is a live... Talking Wednesday podcast. Is that the one next week, actually? It will be Bristol over for game. It's either before or after yeah. we decided yet, have we? No. Um, so, yeah, that will be a live one. So there's a Dexterity Watch next Tuesday for that. And then, yeah, um, I might be popping back to my other setup for a couple of days that week, actually. So I might, hmm, I might we'll have see. to use the other setup. We'll see. Um Anyway, let's talk football. So, yep. Good Friday. Was it a good Friday, Jake? We played Oxford. It wasn't that good. It was another one of the games where we've battered and battered and made so many chancels. Yeah, chancels. Chances. Chancels. But the issue is, it goes back to an issue we've had for the longest time. We are just not clinical enough. I don't. I get really annoyed when people go, we're making chances, but if we've made so many chances, like 21 to 5 or something, whatever it is, we should be doing better and having at least 9 or 10 of them on target. Yeah. And that's what's annoying me. Don't get me wrong, an excellent goal by Barry Bannon. It was beautiful. And we needed him to step up and do that for a while. And he finally took his opportunity. It was a good chance. Interestingly, that we've had the whole situation that we in the in the game there was no Michael Smith who was injured, so we had uh, Gregory up top. Uh, we also had Wilk come on at one point, which was great. But the controversial thing is that sodding penalty. It was. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a penalty it, in it, a million years. Here's we got. What we got to say right. I was actually commenting on the stream. This rest letting quite a lot go. I quite like the flow to this. Yeah. Um, great refereeing. And then that second half, just from the penalty, the game collapsed, right? It's never she didn't a give it. She didn't give it because she didn't give the foul on that Wilk. There was a foul Wilk did, and it was a foul. He was pulling him all over the place. Wilk's in. And I just said Wilk coming on. Wilk started that game, I mean. Uh, Wilk was pulling, and she didn't give it for that. But you can't then yeah. go give a penalty for Akin Femme. No. Femru, trying to stand up and the bloke's already falling down and then he give the penalty. He climbs over him. He climbs over him. Yeah. And then after that, it just went. The game went. Yeah. It was a uh, case of all the all the decisions were going against Wednesday. Yeah. It was sort and of that like... that drained drop ball at the end. The handball. Yeah. That was odd. There was, but, a, there was a drop ball in the next game we'll talk about as well, yeah. which was... But 
Before everyone like criticised it because it was a female, the refereeing standard in the EFL and the Premier League this season have been atrocious. Whatever yeah. you say, you can't say because she's a woman. Look at what happened at home towards with uh, Plymouth. We had VAR I, for one game. I will condone this. Uh, I will like uh, not condone what I did see from... You know what I'm actually quite disappointed in? Some of the younger people in our fan base. Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that. As a thing, but I actually, I always thought, right, that the sexism in football was slightly older people. But I saw some, you know, because Twitter's got that for yep. you tab now, so I just get a load of Wednesday fans in there. I got like 20, 21-year-old blokes yep. saying stuff about women shouldn't be in the game and all of that. And I was like, are you serious? Like, you're meant to be the generation, I know specifically mine was, and I thought that was co- becoming commonplace now. Yep. And that's probably a bit naive wh- where I need to make sure that I, I guess I keep saying things like this, that yeah, it's completely unacceptable because if I just think, oh, well, no, younger people don't think like that anymore anyway, there clearly is some of it. And maybe that's your background or maybe that's the people who you surround yourself with. But I always thought that was just like a older person's perspective that, you know, they'll the dinosaurs will die out basically. Yeah. However, if it's resurging, and it's still a thing in younger elements, you really need to take a hard look at yourself. Yeah. And it's probably because a lot of people, just basically, if you look at YouTube shorts and how it preys on the fragility of the male ego and says, oh yeah, you can be successful if you treat women this certain way, if you act this certain way, this sort of thing, a lot of people buy into it. Mm. And you actually need to just find the self-confidence within yourself that doesn't rely on belittling others and basically drawing all your self-worth and power from the fact that you've got this superiority over mm. somebody because they're different. I think that's what a lot of... That's possibly the best thing I can say on it because I did see some disgusting stuff. But I also did see that a lot of people were just criticising it for what it was. And it was an atrocious refereeing yeah. decision and it was an atrocious refereeing performance after that, which we have had consistently with every single referee the referee, the referee standard the this season has just been atrocious anyway. Uh, this, yes. was the same, this was the same weekend that there was a goal that wasn't was given uh, in League 2 and it was on the line. You see it was clearly on the line. I, I think it's this whole thing, I, I expect in the summer to be a massive shift in what happened with refereeing because I think there's going to be a massive thing going. And the thing with, I don't think there is. I don't think they've ever... I think there's, there's been this before. It's been said before. The difference um, is, though, there's Howard Webb now in charge and Howard Webb is a massive stickler for getting things right. Maybe he is, but did you see that the fact that he had to come out and apologise that VAR got it wrong the other day? Yeah. So even VAR, even VAR are getting it wrong, so it's not working yet. It might happen. We'll see, but I'm not, I'm not optimistic because the thing is when egos get involved... <sighs> It's tricky. I mean, a lot of you, you see, I guess you see in Prem VAR crushing quite a few referees' egos because mm. when they go to the monitor, they're kind of faced with it, which is what I kind of like about the situation. And I'm, I'm warming up to it a little bit more, I think. It's interesting, isn't it? But it is. Let's move on to Accrington Stanley because this one was a lot more... Oh, they were more positive. ...smiley, shall we say. Go we on, saw the Wednesday of old a little bit and I've been saying for the longest time for a while. Adenaran plays on the right. He's so much better. What happens? Plays him on the right. <laughs> Gets it sorted. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah. because he had an excellent game. That volley was outstanding. 
because he hit it right and he'd been trying to do that for the last couple of weeks and it's not really paid off. Yeah, he feels like he's back to a, a dinner in which we had at the start of last season before he picks picks up. He's playing with that bit of freedom. We played better football this game as well. Lots of better running from Johnson. Johnson especially started to find his range again, which was good. Now, the thing that I enjoyed about this, and I know he's had a lot of stick already in the fan base because of it, Wilkes had a really good game. Getting in behind, yeah. he used the pace well. He looked like the player we think. He's just lacking a little bit of confidence in front of goal because there were so many chances, he could have quite easily buried himself. Now, the annoying thing about this is Reese James, uh, James going off injured is a bit of a concern. But at the same time, I'd rather than go, let's take you off and not risk it and have three or four days off and see what happens. And you know what? Wilkes comes off at half time as well, though. That's yeah. the worrying thing because I thought, what is he making this decision for? And then you hear he's got a knock. I wonder Wilkes. if Wilkes is the situation that he's overran and he's trying to do too much and overdone it. And it's just like a little tightness. He was everything we'd be missing this season, by the yeah. way, in that game against Accrington. Running at players, not afraid to take it on. What I will say is our fans need to get off his back if he loses the ball. Yeah. Right? You've got to encourage players doing stuff like that, okay? Because you want creativity and you want a player who's going to come on and change a game. Give them, if they lose the ball, cut them a bit of slack, okay? Yeah. We don't need the groans around the ground, that sort of thing. Encourage him to try things because I, I, I can guarantee you he's a confidence player in that regard. Yeah. And if he's got the confidence to keep running at people and, you know, putting a bit of trickery in his game, we need that flair. And we the other thing it. is, we have, because he hasn't played, he's had such a stop start season. There's a lot of players who have only played with him in training who are not picking up on his flicks and tricks that he's doing. If you get someone yes. who can pick up on his wavelength, you're fine. Because then you've got it. He had a really good opportunity in that game where he had the flick and it just, Adenaran wasn't alive to it. I will say something. Better game from Backinson. Backinson really stepped up and looked very confident. I was going to say this because I said on the stream, actually, I said it'd be interesting to see what you and uh, Jack think because you were giving him some pelters the other week. Backinson has properly stepped up this game. And I'm happy for him because he had a chance as well. He didn't look like a passenger. He looked like he was in for it. And then we start the second half like, pretty much like how we started the first. And again, Adenon in the right place again. Little flick. Yes. It's a bit of a scramble, goes. And he's on the, he got that smile on his face again. And Backinson had a chance. Now... Patterson came on and made such a difference. If we had a Patterson for the games, Bolton, Boris Green, Cheltenham, I don't think we would be in this kind of panic situation because he comes on and makes a difference. He he worried, no, me, he worried me slightly when he was running around and he was on his haunches at one point going, I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> I must say, like I was saying, we were saying at the start of the season, do we see him have a place and come in and do it? But the, he sort of kicked on as the season progressed and he comes and does that scrappy work so well. And you realize when he's out of a team, how much you actually miss that. Yeah. Um, I know we earlier had spoke in the season about, would he get another contract and that sort of thing? But I, I think, think he, he does will. the work. I think he does the sort of work that you need really. Yeah. Um, what? because sometimes a game just needs someone to come and take it by the scruff. Mm. One thing I will say is a slight negative from this game. If you can find one in a three nil win, because it's something that's been concerning me quite regularly. If we don't play a certain way, is both of well, all three of our goals were scored not by strikers. It was Adam yeah. Nearin, 
and Palmer. And then it was, um, and it was Palmer at the end. This is becoming an increasing problem in the fact that if we play Gregory in a certain way and we don't deliver the crosses into him and we don't play, you know, that sort of low-driven cross game, and I know Johnson was trying, his crosses weren't as up to standard as they probably have been in some other games. Gregory is great at getting into positions in the box and mm. moving between defenders and burying it, basically. But when yeah. he has to play a bit deeper, I think he gets a, a little bit lost in the game because it doesn't suit his strengths. And I'm not... This is not a slight on Gregory, by the way. But I think when you've got to play, when you're playing him up top like that, you need to basically just push him forward and then play more of an expansive game with yeah. the crosses coming in. Because uh, he thrives on a on a ball into the box and burying it. I will say I will say the thing that Gregory's doing, he's trying to do two jobs at me. He's trying to play the hold up man, but then be the target man at the same time, which he can do. Yeah. But he needs to have the people around him to help him so he can move on. I will say Palmer's goal was very good. And yeah, I so loved good. the celebration from Bannon and Palmer to go, oh, look, we've had some people saying we don't like each other. So Bannon basically, in theory, knocked him out. <laughs> and yeah. I, just, I just love how they both gone. This is a bit stupid, isn't it? Yeah. So if yeah, you so go, should we talk about that, obviously, because basically they had a bit of a, um, a coming together against yeah, Oxford. Oxford. Um, and fans were going, oh, the... It's just it, so I saw people going. It's clearly an insight in what happens behind the scenes. They don't all get on. Everyone was saying was that like, was some I, sort of riff behind the scenes. And it's like I all, just all yeah. I took it was as were two very passionate players who love this club who were trying to fight for it. And the problem is they're to- both fighting against each other because they're both passionate. That's how I saw yeah. it. Yeah, captain and vice captain deciding that they, they they disagreed on something and it gets heated in the in the moment when Wednesday are needing the win so the fact that you see it you want that you want that bit of fire I don't and I, and I said at the time um don't read into it I think Jack yeah. said similar on the on our, on our social media in that and I think the togetherness that you saw when things are going well in the Accrington game when you've got the um the opportunity to sort of showcase no it's completely different to how it's been said. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, and Palmer's just getting great at, you know, can I just say as well, that link up play, that quick little like sort of one, two, and then Bannon yeah. just lifting it over. And because Palmer basically starts on the halfway line, yeah, passes it off. It gets to Bannon, but then Palmer's after two passes, Palmer's continued his yeah, run. But you, so have Bannon you noticed Palmer's now it. doing the job Windaf would do? Because there's no yeah. Windaf at the minute. He's literally gone. Position, I'm yeah. going to do that job then. I think. I think it's a case of we're finding we're finding other strengths in the team and players yeah. are, are playing. Out. Remember, also Palmer did start as a midfielder. Yeah. Well, in fact, um, what Dan so Moore he, said he a couple of weeks ball. ago, he still throws him in midfield in training. He still makes yeah. him play the midfielder, so it's not like he's forgotten that role. And no. I will say again: seventeen shots, six on target. We need to be more clinical. That need to go up. Yeah, it obviously doesn't. That, that's going to come from, um, again, I think playing certain players' strengths. I like Wilkes up front. I like. I'd probably if we're going to play someone who's going to hold up play and be the target man. I reckon you put Smith and Wilkes up top. Yeah. And then Gregory, if you decided you're going to play that expansive play, also we forgot and to mention bring the Cam Dawson in. back in net, and he looked yes, very confident. So, I think that was a good decision. Um, he, I think when Cam's in net, he just 
speeds up that back play. He gets it out quicker. He sees things a little bit more different than Dotdale. Don't get me wrong. Dotdale's a good stop, stop shotter. But when it comes... I said that completely wrong. Uh, but when you come to getting the ball out of his feet, he's a bit too slow. Dawson just gets yeah. it out, sees it a bit quicker. And I think it... I don't know if it's an easy. I just don't know if he's learning to play it with his feet a lot better. But he does seem to be able to zip the ball out. The one thing this game also reminded me, and you always forget, how good of a ball pinger he bloody flint. Yeah. He got yeah, a yeah. range on him. I'd, I would actually be all right with us signing him permanently yeah, at the end of the season. You know, I think he's, um, he's, he's only the right sort of centre. Yeah. Give him a year's deal. Yeah. And then again, hasn't he got a year left at Stoke or is his contract running out? I can't. I think he... Oh, let me have a look. I think he deals It'd be up. interesting. If his deal's up, it's, it's a no-brainer for me, really, because he's massive as well. Yeah. So you need his you need his presence from corners and the likes, and I just think he's a he'd be a good player to keep around the place if we could, because uh, he made the losing Mark McGuinness a little bit easier. Easier, yeah. In that regard, I will say as a positive though, we've just I know this is not what we're looking for really, but we have now even if we lost every single fixture, we've secured playoffs. Yeah. So. As on the 15th of June, he signed a one-year deal with uh, Stoke, so he's only got a year deal. Oh, sign him then, give him a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of playoffs, we are now definitely in the playoffs. Yeah, so, don't want them, so. but it was secured it. You yeah. know what the stupid thing is? Any other year, we're up. Any other year. Yeah. The point total's mental. Didn't we get this amount of points last year, though? Didn't we finish on 84 last year? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So we've got some games to surpass but, that. It's, it's once, mental. We could game went for us. I know. Yeah, that's a big thing we've got to say as well. Like, apart from it switch we, on bloody Good Friday odds. <laughs> yeah, Plymouth and now and Plymouth. Oh yeah, and Plymouth. Yeah, Ply- Plymouth turned it round against Morecambe. Morecambe nearly pulled off it, a surprise um, win. Yeah, we'll go for the League One review because we'll talk about that a little bit more. So. On Good Friday, Cambridge beat Fleetwood 2-1. It was Lincoln City 2, Cheltenham 0. Bristol Rovers 1, Charlton 0. Burton 2, Barnsley 1. That was a big one. Yep. Um, Shrewsbury 0, Peterborough 3. Peterborough are now pushing their way into those playoffs and, and making themselves known. Bolton, uh, Exeter 0, Bolton 1. MK Dons 1, Portsmouth 1. Oxford 1, Wednesday 1. Ipswich 4, Wickham 0. Now that is a statement. Yeah, their goal difference is insane as well. Yeah. Forest Green nil, Derby County two. That proves important when you look at what happened on Easter Monday. Morecambe one, Plymouth three. So Morecambe were leading one nil for a lot of that game. And then Plymouth turned it on at the end. That's the one thing I was thinking, oh, they could still wobble here. And we did find out that they could. Accrington three, Port Vale They got some quite big injuries that happened in that game as well, which is nice for us. Yes, it is. Um, I might. I was actually thinking I might do a watch along of Ply- you know Plymouth's game in hand or mm. Ipswich's game in hand or something. Um, that could be interesting might from be a good the idea, perspective. Actually. Yeah, Charlton three, Burton two, Barnsley two. Uh, this is Easter Monday now. Barnsley two, Shrewsbury one. Right, that Barnsley game and... before before we do anything. Mental yep. red card for Barnsley. I don't think it was a red. 
it went on for ages. And the weird part about this is I was hoping that result and our result was going to be a little bit okay because I had to go have a, a Easter, like, Monday family thing and my brother-in-law's girlfriend's a Barnsley fan and I haven't heard the last of it recently. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, they still managed to get the win. Yep. Derby won, MK Dons won. Derby are in trouble for the playoffs if they don't yes. pick it up soon. Port Vale nil, Oxford nil. Wednesday three, Accrington nil. Fleetwood one, Bristol Rovers two. We've got to play Bristol Rovers very shortly. That's yep. going to be interesting because they're in good form. Plymouth nil, Lincoln City two. The draw specialist got to win. Wobble? I know, I know. Shadipo. Shadipo <laughs> opening the scoring. Uh, Lincoln there. That is the good... I think Ipswich are up, right? Yeah, I do. If there's one team that's going to wobble, it's going to be Plymouth, so we've got to go for the throat with them the and just keep winning our fixtures. The only thing we've got is, though, Ipswich versus Barnsley, that could be the kingmaker for us because if Barnsley win that, changes it completely. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's true. That is and true. also, but George you... Hur, when did you become good? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. This season, apparently. Um... Peterborough 3, Exeter 1, Cheltenham 1, Ipswich 1. Alfie so, May, thank you Cheltenham, very much. Yeah, exactly, because um, that's a big that's a big drop two points for us there as well, because yeah. it keeps Ipswich around it, especially with their tough fixtures coming up. Portsmouth 0, Morecambe 0, Wickham 2, Forest Green 0, so Wickham bouncing back from that 4-0 thumping at Ipswich. Bolton 1, Cambridge 1. Not good for Bolton that either, because Bolton no. wants to be pushing forward. It leaves the table like this. Sheffield Wednesday are top of the league with 84 points, but one more game played than both Plymouth and Ipswich. Plymouth are one point behind Wednesday on 83 points. Ipswich are two points behind Wednesday on 82 points. Ipswich's goal difference is vastly superior. 47 to Wednesday's 39 and to Plymouth's 26. So mm. that is um, that is the one reason we've really got to worry about Plymouth. If they both win their games in hand, then that would put the uh, Wednesday in third, which is the obvious concern there. However, yeah. Ipswich is against Barnsley. Isn't Plymouth against Bristol Rovers? Uh, isn't Plymouth versus Exeter their one? I'm not sure actually. I can't. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember if Bristol Rovers or Exeter. Even, even Ipswich so. is tough, basically. Um, but there's also other fixtures around that. So they've got yeah. six fixtures. We've got five left. That's there's a lot of time to be put. If we can put points on the board in threes, then we should be able to worry about ourselves. I think that's all we've got to do. I think the lads have got to just worry about ourselves because our games are gone. And I know people said, oh, we should have won those games and then we'll be in a better position. Yeah, would have, should have, could have. Didn't happen. No, we'd have been been promoted. If we'd have won those games and then we'd have been promoted. Yeah. Uh, But the other thing is, Um, you've you've also got to remember, it's switching. Uh, Plymouth have got to win their games in hand. There's no guarantee that they're not going to turn up. Yeah. Um, this is mental though, because if you think about it, what there's for us, there's 15 points to play for. Yeah. We could finish on 99 points and not go up. Don't say things like that. <laughs> I don't want to have could... the heartbreak of Plymouth last season. No. Um, but yes, Barnsley are fourth with 78 points, so four points behind. So. They're really going to go for it against Ipswich. Yeah. Really going to go for it. Peterborough in fifth. They've got a game in hand. Uh, they've got a game, sorry, extra played on Bolton below them. Um, they're on 70 points. And then Bolton 
Game in hand on Derby below them. They're both on 68 points. That's why I said Derby are in a bit of trouble yeah. if they don't um, step it up because of Bolton's game in hand there. Yeah. And then Wickham is still around there. 41 played, 65 points. I've been there dropping so, off though a little bit. They did win against Forest Green. Maybe it's their bounce back. We'll yeah. see. Because we, we didn't win against Forest Green, did we? No. Um, right. We can only find out what happens on Saturday there. But let's get into the news. This is from the star. Destron Chanziri involved in debate over Sheffield Wednesday away ticket priority points system. A system of away ticket based around take ticket priority points looks likely to stay in place in at Sheffield Wednesday after conversations between club officials. I drew this from um, part of the article, which I thought was the most relevant. Quote, yeah. Paul Holmes of Supporter Group Wednesday, I raised the point that system, that, that I can't speak today. It's been a while. Systems encourage system some fans to purchase ticket yeah, for priority I will points. read. It's fine. It's fine, Jake. I was just warming myself up. <laughs> we'll start that again. Paul Holmes of Supporter Group Wednesday, I raised the point that the system encouraged some fans to purchase tickets for the priority points with little or no intention of attending matches. As a point of example, it was pointed out that over 100 tickets for Wednesday's FA Cup defeat at Fleetwood Town had been left uncollected, end quote. So, this is quite common. The Cup games, people will buy them and just not go because yeah. they want the priority points. I don't see another way of doing this, really, though. No. So, it, I'm not too fussed about it staying in place. It's a difficult one how to fix it because... Is it either or? It's either you either turn around and say you don't get the points because you've ordered the tickets and you ain't gone, or yeah. you order the tickets and you go. The thing is, if that's gonna if it's gonna keep happening, you might see Chancery have the situation where people order the tickets and they've gone, and they go, "Why ain't I got the point? Well, you didn't go to the game." And if they like do it constantly, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's a tricky one. Because away games are hard enough anyway. Yeah. You know, when you work, when I'm not always sure if I'm going to be working on a weekend, I don't even bother now. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to get them. No. But if I was like I used to be and I didn't work on the weekends and some, because sometimes I do work Saturdays, so it's just wasted money. If that wasn't the case all the time, then I would be, I'd be all right, I think. But it yeah. is very hard because even, even like, people who go quite regularly all the time. You know, I, I go quite a lot. The, unless you're going probably season ticket and going to all the away games you can and you're there early, uh, it's tricky. It's difficult. It is tricky. Yeah. But people find ways. Lee, the point um, been put up to chance here and Lee, we again had another fan interaction with him. We haven't had one in a while and I think it's good to see that it's still getting done. Yeah. Net positives. This is from the Yorkshire Live. To this day, I don't know why. Stephen Fletcher reflects on four-year spell at Sheffield Wednesday. Stephen Fletcher says he enjoyed every single minute of his time at Sheffield Wednesday. The Scotland, um, I'll paraphrase this a little bit, going into what he actually said. Quote, I enjoyed every single minute of those four years at Wednesday. It was probably one of my favourite times in football for the whole time I was there. There wasn't a time when I thought, what have I done here? I love Sheffield as well. I'd never actually been there before until I signed. My family moved there and we had our last child there, so she's from Sheffield. I loved it. He said, the first year, year we got to the playoff semi-finals, I was devastated that year because I thought it was our big chance to go up. We played Huddersfield in the semis and in the second leg, I scored to put us 1-0 one, one up, but then the manager took me off. 
To this day, I don't know why, really. It's his decision. They equalised and then we lost on pens. It was tough to take. There's nothing you can do knowing you should be standing up and taking one of them. It was tough. After that, we couldn't get going again, in quote. It's interesting, that, because he talks about wanting to take a penalty and Rhodes didn't want to take one. Yeah. That's why yeah. I took from that, thinking, like... It's interesting Fletcher the mentality probably bagged it. kind of thing. Yeah. Where, and it's... The thing is, I... To this day, I was still hoping he was going to sign a little bit longer than he did. And then I think Chancery and everyone looked at his way and said, we can't afford that. We can't give you what yeah. you might want. So, sorry. And I think he might have taken away cut, but at the same time, you could, when people go, oh, footballers are not taking... They also got to think about what their outgoings are, what their expenses are. You don't know what their mortgages are or whatever. His and mortgage pe- was probably fat, you know, because yeah. he, 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 probably, he probably got a house based on his wage. He went. To, he would play for Marseille. Yeah. Right? Played you for know, Sunderland. He, yeah. At the time, he was well, doing back when well. They were, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, he... He was always up for it. The only issue we had with Stephen Fletcher, bless him, he always had an head injury. <laughs> yeah. I um, I like Stephen Fletcher. I didn't like the way he left. I didn't no. like the way quite a lot of those players left. No. It was time for them to take a pay cut and help get us straight back up. But there was clearly some players that didn't want to do that. So yeah. I understand careers are short and all of that. And looking back on it, I did, I did like... Um, I do think we were paying Stephen Fletcher way too much and it was part of the, part of the wage structure was the problem, right? Yeah. Because wasn't he one of the actual, I know this is reported like sort of 40, 40 grand a week sort of lads as well. Yeah. True. I wouldn't be surprised if it was close for Fletcher. Yeah. Because we got him on a big deal. It was a big, big was a free, marquee signing as well at that point. And he was a free got, transfer. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I think it was probably right to part ways at the time, but I did enjoy I did enjoy him at spells for Wednesday. Mm. I think actually later on in the season, I think that last season he was doing quite well. He's doing all right back up in Scotland. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this because I've been people have been writing in about Kadatamari. Okay, yeah. now Moore's been speaking to the media. We've taken this from Yorkshire Live. Um, and he said the following. Credit to him, even at the young age he's at. We've had offers in for him to go out on loan. People see just see this physical specimen of a player, one that is young and moves really well. His development is key, which is why we chose to keep him in the building, playing in the under-18s, playing in the under-23s, and when the time is right, playing with the first team group. It's important for him to come up the like of you, uh, against the like of your Flints, your Iorfas, your Palmers, Famuayos. I can never say it. He won't get that back to his baptism of fire in terms of his learning otherwise we don't think he's going to be able to feature in many more of the youth team games more added the knock will keep him out for the remainder it's unfortunate for him he won't be able to add to his goal tally and finish the season off strongly end quote now it's important we mention this because a lot of people are saying well why wasn't he on the bench easter weekend we need a striker so he's picked up a knock here that's going to probably keep him out for the rest of the season but it's interesting to think that darren moore's treating the approach with katatamari really Really, sort of. He's had, he's had a couple. Slowly. He's had a couple of knocks this season as well. And Moore yeah. said we can wreck a player's development if we throw him in too soon. And I think we yeah. may have done that a little bit with George Hurst, where we threw him on the bench a little bit too soon because people were asking for it, and then it's not. And I'm wondering if 
The thing is, I, I understand people like, right, we need to get youngsters in. And get, don't get me wrong, we're doing a much better with that. You look at Adatorium, you look at Shipton got minutes at the weekend. We are slowly starting to get the Crawford players who are going to be in. But Bailey's one of these ones where I think he signed one of the longest deals we've had for youngsters. I think he's there for four years. He's obviously in our, in our I, mindset of getting on the pitch as a senior pro. But we've got to see what he can do and step up now. Now, the thing is, you probably see more next season go out on loan a bit more, probably to like a lead team, yeah. lead one. Get that experience, get kicked, kicked, jumped out of him and stuff. But you have to play it with kid gloves. You can't just think, throw him in and do it because it can hamper it. Now, I understand what people said. I, I'm a, I am a, the opinion if they're ready, you play them. If Darren Moore doesn't think he's ready there yet, don't push it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I like the fact that he's trying him in the under 18s and the 23s and bringing him into the first team. He also wants to keep an eye on his development clearly, which is why he's not shipping him off on loan. It'll, because he probably he'll go on the preseason well, tour guaranteed. Yeah. I trust Darren Moore with players like that. We'll see what happens, but um mm. that's why he wasn't involved at the weekend. Moving on to community topics, Andy wrote in recently and said last week's combo so this was a couple of weeks now when we last spoke. Last week's convo on pitch size has got me thinking. The max permitted by the league is 110 metres by 75 and the minimum is 100 by 64. As Punk said, ours is 106 by 69. So we're a way off what we could have. We have better players who should be fitter and better at exploring, exploiting space. Plus we struggle a bit when other teams press us, which would be harder for them to do on a larger pitch. Do you think we should have make use of a bigger pitch seems like we're shooting ourselves in the foot a bit now this is interesting because if you think about it 106 by 69 hours yeah it could be 75 by 100 yeah uh, sorry uh sorry 110. 110 by 75 why not have the expansive pitch with the with the speed and the the tri- you know sort of the fitness we levels we've had in our mm. team if you think about the likes of palmer that the amount of ground he can cover he could skin some teams in this league it's, it's a weird one because the pitch thing is something I thought was an issue when we played Forest Green. I think we thought we all thought it was a smaller pitch and it wasn't. It was actually quite a big pitch because I think Cameron could make it deceptive. I think there's an there's been so many times where people use the pitch size as a massive advantage to what they're doing. And I think, like Andy said, he's probably right. We're actually at a disadvantage by not using the full width with some of the players. The only thing is if you make it bigger, you're going to make sure that you've got your players who are at the back who can get back as well. So there's yeah. a double-edged sword. Do you make it bigger and cause yourself issues when people attack you? Or do you make it bigger to have the attack going forward better for you? It's very, very difficult to um, have that thing. Because we don't have a lot of pace in our back line. So it's suddenly, all of a sudden, you have to have the situation where someone's getting skinned and say it's a jack hunt. You need to make sure there's someone else to cover it. And I, it's, it's a cat 22. Attacking-wise, it'd be perfect. Defensive-wise, I don't think we've got the player for it. Yeah, I think if you shore up that defence and you make sure and we don't have the injury issues we've had in defence and we know we've got people back for it, I'd like to see it maybe a bit more. The one thing is if we get promoted, you don't want that because there will be some teams that have come down from the Prem that play that that skin us. Yeah. And that's the problem you've got with it. But um, for this league, it would have been interesting to see some of those more creative players having the space. Wilkes space to run into, things like that. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, um, Windass just leaving people for dead. 
Because of his Palmer, pace. Winder, um, Wilkes. <laughs> yeah. Johnson um, on his day. Yeah. Big Rob writes in and says, um, can you say we are like Sunderland? I think, are we like Sunderland? Um, I don't really know what you mean. In terms of club size, in terms of history, in terms of what we're currently uh, doing, what what do you think I'd, I'd, the meaning is behind that one? I'm, try, I'm trying to work it out. I don't I don't know if he means if we were like Sunderland when they got promoted last season where we are just a thingy. I don't know, but we are when we... Sunderland and Sheffield went there very similar to the big clubs. It's starting to get to the point where big clubs are staying in League One for a longer time now. And when you see mm-hmm. a Sunderland go up and you see all the other ones go, you're like, we need to get out of this league. Now, Sunderland, just look at what happened on those two semi-final things. We filled both ends of each other's away ends. It shows that we are still big clubs. But in terms, if you think about last season... Yes and no. And I heard a lot of people say Darren Moore should have been gone and we should have done what Sunderland did, broken out. No, that only goes right once. Yeah. If it goes wrong, you are screwed. I, um, I, I don't really think... I think in terms of probably like club history, stature, in terms of fan bases, we're probably quite similar. I'm going to take it from that perspective. But yeah. in terms of current situations, I don't know. We'll see what happens in a, in a documentary if we yeah. get one. There's no way documentary teams coming through our doors. We'll do it. I'll we'll do, do it. it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> With pleasure. Uh, <laughs> right. Bob123 writes in and says, who would win in a boxing tournament in the Wednesday squad? Uh, oh, we've had Flint. These com- the conversations happen before, like, we players generally. Because um, I remember Stockdale said he would grab Windass and win. Windass seems to think he's got the knowledge and yeah. thinks he could be I quite good. I Flint would just batter people. Yeah. Dark Horse for me would be Volks. I think Volks are the right little grapper. Fair enough, fair enough. It's interesting, Volks, by the way, because people are saying what a class player he is. He, like, I liked how, how because he, he played quite well, you know, on Monday, but also it's a case of he's got to make sure that when he goes in for those challenges, he connects with the ball because yes, he leaves a not foot the man. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that a, a strict ref been a, can catch you on. It's been a very, very smart signing by uh, Dan Moore. It took him a while for him to get settled, I think, so he lost his way in football. He said, in, when he speaks in interviews, he said he speaks really well and he does quite a lot of stuff off the field of play with community stuff. He does a lot of stuff with Bluebell and the man group that went to set up, which doesn't get talked about enough, which it should. There is a group that does meet, I think it's every Monday at the club, where men can go actually just go talk. And some players oh, right, okay, are, yeah. and some players are gone and done, and it's not been like we got a player. No, they sat down and talked what they're doing, and just be two people instead of being it's Callum Patterson the player, it's Callum Patterson the man, and what happens that sometimes that you don't see. You know what I mean? But no, that's good. Volks have been a really good player and a smart signing for us. I think you've got to credit Darren Moore because it would have been. I don't think he would have gone to anyone other than us or a derby. I'm glad, I'm glad. He, I'm glad he's, he's coming into his own a lot more this season. Um, yeah. This, sorry, the, through this as the season progresses, which is what you want to see, really. Yep. Um, Maple Leaf writes in for our last topic here, gentlemen. If the team finished on the season on 93 points and lost in the playoffs, is that a bad season? Would more be to blame? Seems to me 
93 points gets you automatics, if not the top of the league in about every other season. Is it his fault that there are two teams higher? What if we finished on 85 points and finished second? Eight points worse in numerical terms, but better standing. Is that a reflection on more? I find myself wondering if you'd ask me if I, I would take the 93 points at the beginning of the year, I'd jump all over it. Of course, 93 points may be a bit gen- generous considering our recent form, but you get my point. The I think it's I ridiculous. Got... Can you imagine sacking a manager if we got yeah. 93 points? Because that is possibly I... what is going to happen if we don't make the automatics and he l- the we thing lose is, out in the playoffs. I, I have I have two things on this, and this is where I think Chancery is actually quite smart a little bit with this. I think Chancery will see that unbeaten run, see the club record, and go, "How can I? Th- I know the remit was to get you get us out of League One and get promoted." But how can I realistically do that when you've gone on that run? Chancery might turn around to say, look, this is your last season now, but I'm actually going to throw you some money now and we'll do an Ipswich or boom or bust to try and go for it, maybe. Because that's the one thing you can say in one sense. Darren Moore hasn't really spent any money while he's been yeah. here. He's been having to... But I don't know if that's by his own personal thing or that by uh, Chancery but he hasn't really thrown money at it and he's managed to make it work. More sadly, is in this really bad places, the records he's done, where we are, there's going to be a section of the fan base who will be happy if more gets the sack. I'm just going to say it how it is. There will be a, sack, uh, a section that they will waiting. like it. They were waiting so, for a blip. 23 unbeaten, they were quiet as. I know? literally and found... They were waiting. I literally had people I haven't spoken to or seen on my channel commenting for the first time in months. I know. Uh, it's pathetic. It, it's like, if you can't back the club when they're doing well, don't back them when they're not doing well. But you know, oh, um, you know you're me. the way around. I know what you yeah. mean. I know what you mean. Dyslexia. It's yeah. um, <laughs> I, I think the one thing I will say is... You, you know, there's the criticism of should we brought more in in January, but then there's a the counter-argument of he didn't want to bring anyone in for anyone's sake, and does that mean he just wasn't backed in the way he needed to be backed to bring in players of a certain quality? Could we Were we not in the position to do that? Because there's, there's a big think about that there where you're talking about were funds available to be able to actually do it and keep us yeah. within the regulations. Um, so we only brought Flint in in the end. If I think, think the thing cause, is... Because if you think about it now, where it's, we've dipped, though, is where we don't have options on the bench to bring on. But is that is that a joint fault between the owner and the manager? Right, because we so, don't have quality in, in depth after these injuries. In the summer, we nearly got uh, Asante, uh, who was at Salford, who was at West Brom, and he went yeah. to West Brom because he was in the champion because they win the championship. We nearly got that deal done and dusted. If you had him, that would be good. In January, we nearly got Tom Cannon, who's now scoring for fun at Preston again. Yeah. We nearly had that one through the door. A lot of this, I believe, is because we've gone for players, had things sorted, and then all of a sudden, a big club in the champ I'm not saying big club, but in big club in terms of higher than where we are in League One, have come in and gone, hey, we'll have him. We'll take a little bit more of the loan payment of wages. Gone. The big mistake Darren Moore made, and it de- it's very rare, he should have kept Mighton. Mighton shouldn't have gone yeah. back at the start of January. Right that now, wasn't, uh, that wasn't his fault. N- no, he got no, recalled. no, no, he didn't. Mighton didn't get recalled. I he did. No, he didn't. We sent him back because Steve Cooper had a massive rant about us sending him back because he couldn't play him. 
Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, I thought I thought he he, he wasn't happy with no. it about him. No, yeah, of course we did. Yeah, we he sent him he back. Have sent, he should have sent Martin right back. Right now, yeah. we could have done with him for the Boris Green game, the Barnsley game. We could have done yeah. with that because it would have had the pace. If anything, that's the one mistake I could have said where you just keep until the end of the season, even if you're not going to use him as much. I know Darren Moore was probably thinking about the player development, then what's best for the squad, but sometimes it happens. Yeah. I um, I think it'll be very hard to part with a manager if they finish on 93 points and don't go up. Yep. I think Chancery um, is smart, though. I think Chancery sees what's happening, and I think... Well, will he have the will Will Chancery have the guile to do another season? He's been with us a long time. Is it League One? You, you you think about the financial situation we'll be in. It's not a pre, it's not appealing for an owner, is it? No. Even that you could constantly, you obviously have to say, well, he got us into this. It's his job to get us out of it. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah. also also who the hell will you bring in? Look at Chancery's record of bringing managers in. It takes a while. We ain't got time no, to I have mean, a while. I, I'm, yeah, yeah, but no, I meant Chancery in terms no. of... Can, oh, yeah, he needs I know what to, you mean with Chancery. He needs to get us out of it. You know but what so, I mean? But, so, but say if Chancery does get rid of him, who the, who do you bring in and how long Nobody does it take? Nobody at the minute. Nobody no, no, at Dan. the minute. At the minute, Darren Moore. He's doing the job. Yeah. And also, The people... only one I'd have probably thought, and it wouldn't, he wouldn't drop to League One, is um, Dean Smith, who's just taken interim at Leicester. Y- yeah, or... You could possibly, if we got to the championship, which would be cool, Brendan Rodgers, because he is a Wednesdayite. You never know. It kind of what? Was Brendan, Brendan Rodgers is a Wednesdayite. Is he? Yeah. He's even said it. Uh, I think it's something like he got he got uh, father's uh, Nigel Worthington. Are you serious? Yeah. Google I have it. never heard that in all my years. Google it. I'm going to have to now. That would be, a yeah, I don't know if he'd drop down to the championship for it. Brendan Rodgers has, has won an FA Cup in the past couple of years. Let's not be uh, let's not be that fan base, all right? We're not deluded. No. Um, but yes, Wednesday you're playing Burton next. They beat Barnsley recently. What are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> they lost a wallet at the weekend. There's a chart on 3-2. Um, yeah. Record at home is good. 26. Again, it's another club we're going against who are fighting for their lives at the bottom. And we need to be aware of that. But we need to start how we started against um, who we just played. Who we just played? Accrington Stanley. Accrington Stanley, thank you. We need to start how we've started against them and start fast. And if we can start fast and get at them, we'll be fine. We just need to take the chances. If if we're having 21 shots on target, you want at least 15. Uh, 21 shots in game, you want 15 at least on target. Yeah. That's we just the, need to be... We need, we, need to, we need to find our clinical edge, start fast. Be ruthful. Nullify ruthless. the game and then yep. just, just coast it. Okay? Yep. Because if we look at our rivals, Ipswich... I will do this, by the way, for the next few podcasts while it's relevant. Ipswich are playing Charlton, okay? That's not the easiest fixture. No. But you'd think Ipswich would probably come through that. We'll see what happens. Um, Plymouth are playing Exeter. So, no, that's not their game in hand. It it is the Bristol Rovers one that's their game in hand, I think. That'll still be hard, though, versus Bristol Rovers. Um, Yeah, they... 
To yeah, be fair, Exeter. it's a local derby. Tensions are going to be high. And when they played them last time... We'll give him Dawson back for one game. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, Exeter, they've got that, but they are bang mid-table, so they don't really need to worry about much. Um, Yeah, but it's a derby. They don't want bragging right twice over, do they? True. By the way, can I just say, Accrington Stanley had everything to play for. Oh, yeah. So, the fact that... Because they are fourth from bottom, so they're in the relegation zone. And it's cost them dearly losing to us. So Wednesday beating them is no mean feat. Well, you've got to um, remember Burton, Burton in 18th on 45. Yeah. I think it's Charlton at, have not got much to play for at the minute either because they are, they could technically get playoffs, but it's very unlike, they are mid-table, they are 10th, they're on 55 points. They'd have to win every single game and the team's in the playoffs to lose them for their yeah. next five games, which is not going to happen. So Charlton and Exeter have got basically nothing to play for. So that's the only thing in terms of the next two fixtures for them. So we really have to do the business against Burton. Yeah, we do. Because Burton are scrapping a little bit. They are scrapping, but um, they are looking a little bit safer on 45, but they need to get another two wins. Yeah, still only seven points, though. Seven points to get dragged. But they've got their games in hand, right? Yeah. Burton have only played 39. So Exactly. you got to remember, I think Burton yeah. and the two teams down there, Burton, I think Burton played Plymouth or Ipswich soon as well. Yeah. But yeah, Jake, um, thanks for joining me this week. This is uh, all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Anything anything no. to add? Uh, just let's see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Uh, end of season run is always interesting. We're normally quite good at these end of season things, so let's see how we do. But yeah, let's just... Can we just not do playoffs? I've got things I'm doing in May. <laughs> I can't be... Yeah, I, I can't. I can't deal with them again. No. I can't do it, but um, not good for my health. <laughs> but yes, next week's episode will be live. I, I think we've just shifted Jake off that actually. Um, so might not see you for a couple of weeks. Might have you around. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Yeah.